Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Commercial real estate, where is this very important market heading? I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. We're going to be speaking to the president and CEO of Marcus and Millichamp. He's based in Encino, California. They're the largest brokerage firm in the country that specializes in commercial real estate, and they see steady job growth creating demand for both housing and commercial space, Pim. And I want to know a little bit more about the choices that uh, people make when they decide where to locate. For example, urban centers, close-knit communities, maybe over suburbs. We'll find out more. But right now, let's find out all the business news from Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom. All right. Thank you very much, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing on this Friday, May 20th. S&P 500 index rebounding from a seven-week low. And we are brought to you by Carbonite. You never know when disaster will strike your business from spilled coffee to malware attacks. Protect your digital files with secure automatic cloud backup from Carbonite. Visit Carbonite.com today to get two free months with offer code broadcast. S&P 500 index up 15 points, a gain of 8 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ is up 61 points, a gain of 1.3%. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average climbing now by 94 points. It is higher by 5 tenths of 1%. Applied materials surging today after its earnings beat estimates. Applied materials up 13.5%, up 268 to $22.59. Michael O'Rourke is Chief Market Strategist just a Jones trading it on Bloomberg Television today. He said we may be looking at the start of a bear market, and that's because of a lack of new highs. About three and a half percent from the from the all time high registered a year ago, and you know time and price are key things in the stock market. So what's working for the market right now is price has held up. Obviously, time's working against us, and what we have is a negative fundamental backdrop, and of course, Fed tightening and some decelerating data in the economy that's keeping the market from breaking out. So the next six months or so, I think, are going to be pivotal because if you if you don't actively make that new high, it becomes harder and harder as time goes on. And gold down a dollar now, a drop of 0.1 percent, 232 on Wall Street. Now let's look at other news from around the world. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Three European security officials say the passenger manifest for Egypt Air Flight 804 contained no known names on current terror watch lists. That's according to the Associated Press, which cites officials who were not authorized to speak about the ongoing investigation. The passenger manifest was leaked online and has not been officially verified by Egypt Air. Flight 804 was carrying 66 people from Paris to Cairo Thursday when it's believed to have crashed. Officials say some wreckage has been found, including human remains. Family members of those who were on board a missing Egypt Air flight gathered in the Cairo Mosque today to pray for the victims, many breaking into tears as they were in prayer. One man with four relatives on the plane says it's very hard for the family, and another says his family is holding out hope their loved ones might still be alive. Egyptian officials say it is not likely there are any survivors. Amy Morris, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. With or without symptoms, the Zika virus is linked to birth defects. That warning from federal officials today. President Obama is urging Congress to approve the $1.9 billion he's asked for to fight the mosquito-borne virus. This is not something where we can 
build a wall to prevent mosquitoes don't go through customs. The agency that owns the World Trade Center has reached a deal to end a payment dispute with a firm that worked on the site. The Wall Street Journal reports the Port Authority will pay $12.3 million to Colovino Construction Company. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you in this headline to pass along. Mexico says El Chapo Guzman's extradition has been approved. S&P 500 index up 14 points as we recap now. The S&P of 2054, a gain of seven-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. A new report by the Real Estate Board of New York. Their spring retail report says that discounting is a theme, at least in cities such as New York. While commercial real estate remains fundamentally strong, there is a slowdown that is occurring both at the national and in global marketplaces. Let's find out more from Hassam Naji. He is the president and the chief executive of Market. Marcus Millichap, based in Encino, California. Hassam, thank you very much for being with us. Tell us your view of the commercial real estate market today. Happy to do it. Uh, thanks for having me on the program. Always uh, good to be talking with you, Pim. The uh, uh, environment for commercial real estate has been ideal in the, f- in the fact that uh, we have steady job creation, but not at a rate that is causing a lot of inflation, which has uh, given the Fed a lot of flexibility. So you have a combination of improving fundamentals on the supply and demand of commercial real estate, plenty of demand coming in for office space, for uh, apartments, for retail space, and so on, uh, occupying more and more space and paying higher rents at a time when and valuations have been uh, supported by low interest rates. And so the yield of commercial real estate has been compelling for the last several years and remains very compelling in the average of 5 to 7% nationally across the whole spectrum of commercial real estate at a time of, as you know, a lot of volatility in the stock market and uncertainty elsewhere. So how much has the... Uh, the rise in home prices in some parts of California, as you well know, a large part of the population just priced out of home buying. If you look at their just their income and debt to income ratios, et cetera, uh, more people renting, more apartment buildings being built. How has that played out for commercial real estate? It's been a very favorable trend uh, for apartments in that uh, rental demand has been at record levels for now several years, uh, partially because of the affordability that you're speaking to and partially because of consumers' preference. You know, coming out of the uh, uh, financial crisis and the severity of the housing crisis that we had in 2008, 2009, a lot of people have a whole different view in terms of looking at a, at a primary residence as an investment. And so there's been a lot more caution among, especially among first-time home buyers, uh, the 30 and, and the young 40-somethings that would have normally bought a home at that particular stage of their lives that are now choosing to rent. And the apartment industry has been very quick to respond to that extra demand by uh, constructing and designing the kind of product that the 30-something really prefers and the empty nester that's now selling a home uh, and um, preferring to rent in an urban environment uh, is beginning to show. So it's it's been a combination of both the affordability issue and a, really a consumer preference toward renting. 
I wonder if you could pick up on that, Hassam, and just speak a little bit more about this trend of people looking to live in urban areas and how that is creating a tighter bond between residential and commercial real estate. Ben, it's a very important trend in that we really have observed over the last 20 years the, the revitalization of so many downtown areas, urban areas, uh, beyond just creating a 24-hour environment where people want to work and live. It's become more than that. It is now uh, really much more of a, a series of amenities, both cultural and transportation-oriented amenities, and access to different kinds of retail, access to different kinds of services that have really resprung back into urban areas that we really hadn't seen uh, for a long, long time since the suburban growth dominated uh, basically the definition of, of U.S. Uh, U.S. growth over many decades. This revitalization has created the need for mixed-use product when it comes to real estate. So you're seeing a lot of residential being built along with retail, along with um, the kinds of services that you would need in order to basically have a safe, contained population within an urban area. The biggest challenge is the education system. So when you're talking about young adults, uh, typically in their 30s, they're waiting longer to get married. And those that are getting married or coupling are waiting longer to have kids. So they're staying in these uh, basically revitalized downtown areas and really enjoying it. But when it comes time to uh, start a family, there is still a major disadvantage in the urban areas when you talk about schooling and the cost of private school versus the quality mm -hmm. of uh, public schools. And that's where we're still okay. seeing uh, young families begin to move into the suburban areas. And, who, and, and if you can even afford a, a home in one of these areas, a lot of your kids, the prices have gone up so much, right? But quick final question. Where are this, where's this, the couple of sweet spots for people who want to invest in commercial real estate? You've got about 20 seconds. Great. Uh, I would look at Dallas because unlike Houston, it's still adding a lot of jobs. I would look at Atlanta and Phoenix. Those are recovery markets from the low risk, uh, the basically uh, lower yield, but lower risk markets, the San Francisco Bay Area, Los Angeles, New York, and, and the Boston area. San Francisco and New York aren't priced out? I don't think they are because they're supply constrained and the yields are low for a reason. Okay. Well, you're giving us lots of interesting ideas. Assam Naji, thank you so much for joining us today. President and CEO of Marcus and Millichap. Uh, they are the largest brokerage firm specializing in commercial real estate. I'm Kathleen Hazel on Pim Fox, taking stock on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Audi Meadowlands in Secaucus, New Jersey, powered by Benzel Bush, offering a commitment to service, luxury, and value with total transparency. Start your journey at AudiMeadowlands.net and define the way you drive.